The following contest is scheduled for one fall! I've seen that man before, that's Randy Phil. The other one's some kind of half-man, half-monkey. It's a massive duplex and not one dragon in sight. Hello, you beautiful, sweaty shaggers and you fucking sweaty marks out there. I'm Mikey Mac. This is episode 22, Snapdragon Duplex, and this week we are covering AW Blood and Guts. We've got a bit of a novelty here. I'm in the North Sea. Randy's in the North Sea. We're not together, though. So, I'm going to pass you over to your main man, Randy. Fucking called it, mate. (laughs) Called that Blood and Guts match so perfectly on last week's episode of Snapdragon Duplex. If you listened to last week's, don't even bother tuned in for this week because <laughs> you already know what's going to happen. Just told you. Fucking MGF, ready to kill Jericho, throw him off the fucking blood and guts cell in Sammy Guevara, the little bitch. Surrenders. Called it last week. Probably the first time I've ever called something correctly. Won't let us forget. So yeah, thanks for joining us. See you again next week, folks. <laughs> ah... Feels good to be right once, like once in the past twenty episodes that we've done. Even a broken clock. But I can't call it a day. Need to go through everything else that I got wrong. <laughs> and we'll cover fucking blood and guts at the end. Hopefully I'll keep calling it blood and guts instead of war games. Aye. <laughs> and hopefully I'll never need to use the words coin toss again. <laughs> Because I didn't realise I fucked up five times until I was listening back. And by that point, I could not be hooped redoing it. So, let's fucking kick off with AEW Blood and Guts Mm -hmm. from Wednesday, May the 5th? Aye. Yeah, Wednesday, May the 5th. Blood and Guts. Jesus. From start to finish, I just fucking loved the whole show. Like, when they do things right, they do it fucking so right. Yeah, they do. And so good. Yeah. Apart from maybe, like, the last two minutes of the show. But we'll get to that. Um, First looks of Blood and Guts, I loved the way they set up the stage. Mm-hmm. The two rings... Everything just looked fucking cool. Got yeah. me excited as soon as I seen it straight away. I found out on was it PW Insider mm-hmm. reported that Blood and Guts was actually the only live match of the show. Everything else was pre-recorded. Right. So the crowd that was there, the first matches were all the AEW guys or whatever in the crowd, and the last match was the actual real crowd. Mm, okay. And AEW did offer refunds for anybody that thought they were getting the rest of the matches. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if you watched that Blood and Guts match, you'd be pretty happy. Like, nah, fuck it. Keep the money. Worth it. <laughs> I'd take the money and get both. Unless you fucking absolutely hate the pinnacle on MGF. Because <laughs> Tony Khan just sent the boys home happy. Yeah. Like I predicted last week again. <laughs> Oosh! <laughs> That's me had three minutes of bragging now. Mikey, what was your initial thoughts of the show? What did you think overall? Did you get any sudden feelings whenever you saw the ring, the new entrances, ramps, the new arena, 
that stuff, did the change just like make you feel good inside? Aye, so definitely, definitely. It felt like a pay-per-view, the way they built it up, um, the way the promos were, and then obviously that's why the crowd was so hot in the last match was because they weren't there for the rest of it, so they weren't tired. So yeah, no, it was fucking great. I really liked the setup of it. I'll talk about the actual blood and guts set up later on when we get to that match, but I really liked it. Wee spoiler for you. Yeah, so then the first match of the show, Kenny Omega versus John Moxley. Oh yeah, I forgot. Michael Nakazawa was there as well, and so was Eddie Kingston. So the tag match that they worked so hard to get, that has nothing on the line. Anyway, starts off, I thought I fucking called this by the way. I said that um, Kenny was just going to let Nakazawa get battered and then just leave him. And it looked like he didn't even show up, which was really good. And then he fucking comes flying in, fucking hits them from behind. Total cunt. Um, a couple of things I've got to say about this. Eddie Kingston hit a Snapdragon duplex. So your t-shirt's in the mail, Eddie Kingston. Fucking t-shirt's in the mail. Same size as me, buddy. Don't worry. We make it look good. And um, yeah, it was a bit of a fucking stramash. Um, overall, it was alright. It was alright. It wasn't the best. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just a bit bored of Kenny versus Moxley. And I'm glad, I mean, later on, this is a bit of a spoiler again, later on they're saying it's either going to be Pac or Orange Cassidy, which, I'm, I mean, I'm just happy we're getting away from the John Moxley stuff for a while. And they're doing the big package for John Moxley, doing his uh, defence of the IWGP US title. So, yeah, happy for this to end, to be honest. John Moxley and Eddie Kingston win don't know if that move that they've done is actually called the half and half but I fucking love it anyway where Eddie Kingston goes for a half Nelson suplex I think it is and then Moxley comes in with a massive clothesline looked cool I thought maybe he doesn't get a t-shirt good name if that is what they're sticking with I liked the match it was a bit hectic but that's what you expect with these guys just fucking all out mayhem and you can tell after all of this carry on that they're still far from over with all of this oh, no. and I'm kind of cool with that I'm not but we find out later on what's going to be happening with Kenny Omega in the AEW title but we'll cover that later yeah whenever fucking Brandon Cutler came back out with Kenny Omega after he fucking done one at the back ditching Nakazawa mm-hmm. Brandon Cutler was coming out with his wee camera and the microphone and that so you know fine well something's got to be happening on being the elite come Monday check that out on YouTube and you'll catch all the behind the scenes shit oh. and it'll be some good shit oh, I don't wanna well, next match of the night we had QT Marshall with his factory of cuties mm-hmm. and Cody Rhodes with Arn Anderson mm-hmm. Cody still got the shite music yeah. it's cool that they were alternating rings face ring, heel ring well, do you think they've got a face ring and a heel ring like they've got entrance oh, ramps? no. I hope not. In, in NXT or even back in WCW war games, did they alternate rings during the matches? I can't yes. remember. I never really watched any of that. Yeah, I think they did. I think in NXT, they always stuck to the same ring. I'm not sure. I think they I'm sure somebody will tell me. But, as I said, Cody comes out with his fucking shite music that nobody's liking and he comes down the middle again and I'm sick of Cody coming down the middle pick a side mate, your heel or your face mm-hmm. none of this between shit Just, I know you're a heel <laughs> nobody else wants to accept it I accept you 
Jerry Hill. I'm over it. I'm cool with you being a heel. See, after the stuff you were pulling off in this match, you better believe you are a heel. Phrasing. In this match, I fucking really like this match. It probably could have went on double or nothing at the end of the month as a match, but I think it's going to be Cody versus Anthony Ogogo mm-hmm. by the looks of things after this match, but this Cody Rhodes versus Cutie Marshall could have very well been put on double or nothing. Mm-hmm. And if they'd done this match, it would have been awesome. Maybe change at the end. Yeah. But we'll just go over some of the heel work that Cody's doing yep. and ask why people still love him. Mm-hmm. So first things first, he whips down Cutie Marshall for a bit. He goes to take off his weight belt. Yeah. Then he goes to hit Cutie Marshall with it, but the ref promptly stops him, mm-hmm. telling him that's kind of a dick move. Cody takes the belt off him. Then when the ref is getting rid of Cody's belt, QT Marshall has his own weight belt. Yeah. Whips Cody with that. And apparently that's alright. The ref just kinda <laughs> lets it slide. So I think this ref is part of QT Marshall's factory. More heel work by Cody. He's pulling out eye rakes now. He's pulling out back rakes. I know. What kind of cunt does that? A cunt. Cody. QT Marshall. <laughs> Eventually makes a bit of distance between himself and Cody. He gets out the ring and then he starts laying his hands on Arn Anderson. Then Arn slaps the shit out of QT Marshall. Yeah. But he just gets ejected for ringside. Surely that is a fucking DQ when your manager's getting involved. Yeah, 100%. And Cody's still a face. People still love Cody. The people love Cody so much that when they were fighting outside Red Velvet grabbed fucking QT Marshall, held his arms so that Cody could get a free shot in. Yeah. Man, I'm telling you, it's... Shit. How how are we saying that QT Marshall is the heel here? <laughs> He's just getting fucking bullied. Getting shafted. He is Cody's whipping boy. They have a scuffle, they get back in the ring, and they go for a double down, but they do a double cross body for a double down, and... I just don't think that ever looks smoother. No. Nice. Looks shit. It just looks clunky no matter who does it from any time I've seen it. Just go for like something simple, a double clothesline. Mm-hmm. Simple but effective. They get fucking back up. They have a trade-off. QT Marshall gets a big boot mm-hmm. and Cody goes out to the apron. QT Marshall goes to charge at him and then Cody counters with a spear. Does a sunset flip over QT Marshall, but QT manages to hold his balance, doesn't fall for the pin, and then Cody just fucking scants him, exposes his arse, utter dick, and embarrasses him in front of everybody. Cody hits that beautiful moonsault that he does. Like I fucking really like a lot of Cody's big moves. He hit the moonsault. He gets a two count. He goes for a disaster kick, misses that. Goes for the Cody cutter, misses that as well, I think. Mm-hmm. Then QT Marshall goes for a diamond cutter. Cody reverses that. And then QT Marshall gets a fucking buckle bomb onto Cody and goes for a tombstone. Mm-hmm. And they do that cool fucking reverse doing, going back over the other guy for the tombstone into another tombstone yeah. into another tombstone. Cody hits a tombstone. And QT kicks out. Oh my god. <laughs> Cody then 
picks him up, hits the fucking crossroads, and only gets a two count. What? Mental. So then Cody thinks, right, fucking fair enough. Pick him up, show him some respect, go to shake his hand or whatever. But QT Marshall isn't having any, it just sticks the finger up right in his face. Deserve. Have that Cody. And then Cody just fucking gets him down, puts him in a figure four leg lock, and QT taps. So, yeah, of course, Cody Rhodes fucking wins, doesn't he? Always wins. Yeah. Then Anthony Ogogo comes out protecting QT Marshall and just hits Cody with a big fucking haymaker to the gut, mm-hmm. puts him down, has a Union Jack flag and just lays it over Cody's body. Great visual, bad choice of flag. <laughs> so. That's where I think Anthony Agogo versus Cody Rhodes at double or nothing on May the 30th. That could be good, but this match was better than what I was expecting compared to the one that they had a few weeks ago, their exhibition match. Mm-hmm. This one excelled. What did you make of all it, Mikey? Will you be excited for Anthony Agogo versus Cody Rhodes at double or nothing? If that is the way they go, or do you want a rubber match between Cody and Cutie? Well, it's not even a rubber match because fucking just had one. Cody's beat him twice now, isn't he? I know. Ah, let me know what you think, mate. Do you know what, mate? I was kind of enjoying this match, and then they humiliated Cutie heaps of times. He was he was cheating the whole time. Cody was cheating the whole time, and then he just fucking made him tap. I, I thought I was shit. And it put me off the whole thing. So like, this is my least favorite match on the whole card. I thought it was, but shit. I thought the the the, the wrong person won. I mean, you could even have Anthony Agogo cunt Cody to let QT win, but QT should have won. He just started his own stable. He can't get fucking buried already. But Cody needs to win, I guess. Uh, it's not like when, I mean, he he's he's an up and comer. No one really knows who he is. He needs to get some fucking steam. Um, one bit that I liked, they didn't mention. So you mentioned Arn Anderson fucking slapped the shit out of QT Marshall. When QT Marshall s- sold that and he like slammed himself back on the ring apron, the ref was getting out of the ring at the same time, and he kind of like <laughs> squashed the ref between himself and the ring apron. It was fucking <laughs> it looked so dumb. So that was my favorite bit of the whole match. Also, I'm fed up of AEW doing this Scanton fucking spot. They did it with uh, Sean Spears as well, when he had the Tully Blanchard pants on and like, oh, fucking, just like, okay. It's very, very Vince in the 90s. So I want QT to fucking beat him. Okay, so the next, it wasn't my match, the next segment, Ethan Page, Scorpio Sky, they're slagging off fucking Sting and Darby, the hoodlums. Um, called Sting Steve, which I thought was quite funny. Um, said that he was a mosquito sucking the ass of the company. Phrasing. Also, 2021, no one's judging, you know what I mean? Um, then we Darby Hardy comes fucking flying up like Scrappy-Doo. They're scrapping on top of this fucking, it's like a balcony thing at the top of the stadium and it just like, it's so high up and it's just like, oh god, someone's going to hurt themselves and fucking... Darby's the one who hurts himself, he throws himself down. they throw him down the stairs and uh, he rolls across these concrete stairs and a fucking hell looks sore but he was selling it for ages and he had the week and then the fucking AW guy like the, uh, 
don't know if he was a referee, if he was a trainer or whatever, came over and was sitting beside him. And Darby's there holding his arm, and he just looked like a kid who'd been, like, punched in the playground. And he was going over going, like, it's okay, it's okay, we'll call your mum. <laughs> we'll call your dad Steve, and he can come and get you and repaint your face. But anyway, it was quite cool. I mean, Darby's a fucking headcase, isn't he? He's got fucking cojones of steel. And that led us into the first women's match of the night. I say first, I think it was the only women's match of the night. It was Britt Baker in action against Julia Hart. And uh, JR lets us know I'm not one of the Calgary Hearts. So I was like, that's a strange name to choose then. If you're not involved in the Hart family at all. But then I guess I'm like, that's probably just her real name. Anyway, I mean... I mean, fucking hell, I'm just thinking about it. There's 20 odd fucking pages and cages, isn't there? In fucking AWs. I guess the surname thing's not a big deal. Um, yeah, it was a squash match, is what it is. Britt Baker looks strong. Um, Julia Hart will end up on Dark, building her way up. One to watch, maybe? Who knows? But Britt Baker looking strong ahead of her fucking women's championship match, presumably at double or nothing. And that led us to this next section. It was Technique by Taz. And I know Randy's excited to talk about this. But before he does, I just want to say, I want I want Taz to describe my technique in everyday life for everything I do. Like fucking parking my car. And he's like, Mikey swings the motor but neglects to lock the wheel. Pretty embarrassing way to hold up traffic. You know what I mean? Doing like the breakdown of Christian, it was fucking... Oh, mate, I fucking loved it. It was brilliant shit, which is what I like. Britt Baker beats the fucking jobber, Julia Hart. We knew that was coming. I'm not going to get into that. We've got more shit to cover. We move on, and we've got a wee promo. It's a wee technique by Taz, where Taz is just going over some of Christian Cage's finishing manoeuvres. He goes over the frog splash and goes over the kill switch. He's pretty much mm-hmm. saying where... Christian is weak in the moves, it's kind of like he's putting the message out to Christian, join me and I can improve your game, that's what I was picking up from mm-hmm. him, maybe he's just saying you're shite Christian and we're going to wreck you <laughs> but I liked this thing they've done with Taz, the technique by Taz I hope to see more of that and it could be like Taz picking down on Team Taz's opponents saying aye, this is how Powerhouse Hobbs is going to fucking beat Jungle Boy <laughs> next week we know he does the snare trap mm-hmm. Will Hobbs is just too fucking massive to put the snare trap on him <laughs> that sort of thing, that's cool <laughs> and then to wrap it up Taz was just bigging up how Brian Cage beat Adam Page last week mm-hmm. that's fucking mental because he's just totally knocked off Adam Page from number one contender spot yeah. don't know where he is now I was going to go check it out there, but my fucking Wi-Fi's down. Can't figure it out. <laughs> no got any data. Just doing this on the fly. So I'm yeah. going to say he's third. Pure guess. Fat knows, mate. The next match was the big fucking tag team turmoil. Whatever the shit they're calling mm-hmm. it. But Varsity Blondes versus Jurassic Express versus The Acclaimed versus SCU. With the winners going on for some championship shots. Mm-hmm. Championships. At the Young Bucks or the Young Cucks, according <laughs> to Max Caster of The Acclaimed. Love that. This match was just going to be a total clusterfuck. 
written all over it. Whenever you've got that many guys in the ring in this sort of match, it is going to be some sort of fucking stromage involved, isn't Did it? I? But still, good match. A lot of people got their shit in. I'm just watching Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian, and it is mad to think that Christopher Daniels is 51 and still doing this. Yeah. Frankie Kazarian, I think he's 43 ish. Mm-hmm. But man, they're just so damn good in yeah. the ring. Mikey, I'll let you fucking crack on with any spots you want of the match, but I'm just going to skip to the end. SCU win with a BSE, I think their move is yes. called. It's like a fucking Meltzer driver, except it's with a moonsault instead off the top yeah. rope. It's fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. So it's SCU versus Young Bucks next week. Yeah. I'm definitely taking SEU for yeah. this, and I think John Moxley and Eddie Kingston, they are going to fuck up any plans the Young Bucks have, and SEU are walking out with the belts. Wait, no. Or else I quit <laughs> AEW, and you'll need to find somebody else to do a podcast with, mate. But what did you think of this match? I liked it because I'm biased, and I'm allowed to be mm, biased. Your podcast. Did you like this match, Mikey? What are you expecting for next week? On the tag team title match. Yeah, man, I, I, I did like this match. It was good, it was fun. Um, but do you know what? I felt like they were holding back a wee bit. Um, you know, you're expecting a wee bit more carnage with the four teams that were in there. Do you know what I mean? They're, they're known for being quite... You know, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, really fucking... Like a big grandiose fucking spot monkey kind of shit. But we didn't get that. And I guess it was always going to be bridesmaid to the main event. I mean, we've got a fucking not war games. We've got a fucking blood and guts match later on. So, rain it in a wee bit, lads, and and rain it in they did. But still, it was good. It was good. Um, as always, a fucking marked out for the acclaimed's entrance. All the shit they were saying. Fucking Max Caster saying that Varsity Blondes are going to be in Dark Side of the Ring in ten years. That was fucking brilliant. Um, one thing I did mention. I'm uh, sorry, mention one thing I noticed in this match was the fucking referee was dancing about to avoid everyone. He wasn't just, like, moving out of the way. He was really visible, like, fucking doing a pirouette over the fucking guns line on the ground and that. It was fucking weird. Like, I shouldn't be watching the ref, but I couldn't... That's twice in this night. Sorry, two matches where I've been laughing at the referee being a fud. And I actually think it was the same ref in both matches. Um, yeah. It was a... Decent match. It was a good match. I'm not going to say decent. It was good. And I'm excited that SU won. And I'm excited to see the Young Bucks fucking break them up. Uh, I don't agree with you, mate. SCU are going to break up. And if you leave the duplex, mate, fuck, what am I going to call it? Snapdragon fucking lonely wanker swearing into a microphone. Like, what the fuck was I <laughs> Right, so... Next, we had a wee promo. John Moxley is going to be taking on Nagata for Moxley's IWGP US title. And the only thing I've got for this is, cool. I'm like, I guess I'll look forward to this. I always like seeing people from Japan coming over and see what they like. And he's a bit of a legend as well, this, this dude. Also, that title is fucking stunning. That's a red belt done right. Looks a hundred times better than the fucking TNT belt. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Um, after this, they cut back to the ring and they've got the cage down now, um, which makes sense that all the other matches were pre-recorded. They've probably had the cage down the whole time. Um, 
Tony the Shagger's there, he calls out Kenny, well, he calls out Kenny, he doesn't fucking challenge Kenny Omega to a fucking fight or anything, he just, like, introduces him. <laughs> so, Kenny walks out, he is the AEW, the AAA, the TNA, and the Impact, Impact, fucking easy for me to say, the Impact Champion, the cunt needs to start stalking R-Truth and get belt five, that's what I'm saying, if that's open to anyone, fucking Santa's won that belt, mate. Fucking Santa. He's one of the bear boys and all in the bear country. Fucking, if the Gobbledy Gooker can be the fucking 24-7 champion, I'm telling you, Kenny Omega's got a good chance. Got a good chance. So, it's announced. We've got Pac versus Orange Cassidy next week on Dynamite. And the winner faces Kenny Omega at double or nothing. So, fucking hell, I love Orange Cassidy. I really, really do. And I really liked he came out. And him and Kenny were having a face-off. Kenny fucking stole his Ray-Bans. Gave them to Nakazawa's. And he was putting them on Nakazawa's face. He was poking fucking Nakazawa's eyes out. And you could see he was trying to no-sell it. But it was fucking sore. And they had to take it off and put it on himself. Um, so they're kind of like... Building up to Orange Cassidy winning. Against Pac. And being the one who challenges Kenny Omega. And I'll be honest man. As much as I love the dude. And I do want him to get the opportunity. I want Pac to win. Sorry, mate. I've got hard on for Pack. Same as you. I want him to win, and I want to see that match because I want to see Kenny Omega fucking at his best. Do you know what I mean? And like, we've got loads of comedy coming to Kenny Omega recently. Loads of him doing funny shit, and he's a funny dude, and that's fine. I like all that, but I want him to fucking prove why he's champ. So I want to see him versus Pack in a fucking bloodbath. So that's what I hope happens. Then we had Tony the Shagger with Miro, and it turns out that I called this mate. I don't remember if it was last week or the week before or when the fuck it was, but Miro has his TNT Open title challenge match next week. Now, in the contract they said that if Darby doesn't show up, then it's a forfeit and Miro gets the belt. And Miro's like, listen mate, if you're fucking dead, I want someone to wheel you in, because you're not fucking getting away from this, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. So... Happy days, I'm looking forward to Miro being champ. What do you make of all those segments, my good mate? So Kenny Omega done his bit, Orange Cassidy interrupted him because Kenny Omega pretty much said, Orange who? <laughs> and I think that's exactly what's going to happen is Pac's going to beat Orange Cassidy and we're not going to get this payoff for a while. <laughs> we'll get it down the road, like a long way down the road, but this is just building where Kenny's pretty much saying Orange Cassidy has nothing on him. Mm-hmm. But for the sake of predictions, next week I'm taking Orange Cassidy because he's my boy. And I like that tune. And we need more of that tune. That's good. I get the pick pack. Then before Blood and Guts kicks off, Miro comes out. He's got his contract. He's going after Darby Allen. Mm-hmm. He's going to beat Darby Allen next week, I'm reckoning. But did you hear the mention on commentary, I think, that Kip Sabian is out with an injury now? Mm-hmm. They say that it was due to the fucking jump last week, but it probably happened during the arcade anarchy match. Yeah. It's so a honeymoon. Kip Sabian is out. We honeymoon. Or maybe it's a big fucking swerve and Kip Sabian interrupts and costs Miro the match next that week. That would be... But I think Miro's going to win yeah. after the carry-on with Darby Allen earlier in the night getting tossed down the stairs. Mm-hmm. Miro has to win, doesn't 100%. he? 100%. Surely? Right, and that leads us to your main event 
of the evening. We've got blood and guts. Okie dokie. A fucking match. Very similar to war games in that it is the exact same fucking match type. So, two rings, big cage all around it. Um, one member from each team goes in to begin. Then after five minutes they let one member of one of another team in. And then another team comes in after five minutes. And I keep doing that until the whole team's in. And when the whole team's in, the match officially starts. And the only way to win is by surrendering. Well, no, if you surrender, you don't win. You know what I mean. The other team surrenders. If 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 you had a surrender to win, that'd be the fucking easiest match of all time. You walk in and be like, I give up. <laughs> it's like, cool, you win. Um, the pinnacle come out in their all white attire. White seems to be the fucking heel colour in wrestling. It really does. But I mean, this this is a pay-per-view. I mean, this is like fucking... Yeah, there's so much fucking glamour and glitz. It's fucking... It's great. It's fucking free. Then the inner circle come out. They're all wearing prison gear. They look like Slipknot without the masks. Um, except from Santana and Ortiz, who've got face paint on. So they just look like Slipknot. Um, starts off Sammy Guevara and Dax Harwood. Dax hits like a massive spine buster and goes for a pin. <laughs> like a stupid gun. Did you not hear me just fucking read the rules? Did you not listen to the podcast? Um, so, anyway, Dax ends up fucking bleeding pretty fast. He's bleeding in. Got the first blade of the night. Sean Spears is in next with a big funky chair with his fucking logo on it. Starts twatting Sammy with a chair. Ortiz is in next. He arrives with his own chair. Lots of chair spots in this. It's quite good. Ortiz, though, isn't hitting people with his chair. He's fucking launching his chair at people's heads. <laughs> And every time he throws, I'm like, Urgh! and then they just get their hands up in time. I'm like, oh, thank God. Urgh! Oh, no, 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 no. Um, there's a really cool spot. Sean Spears and Sammy Guevara, they're balancing, balancing, they're balancing on the ropes between both rings. So one's on the top rope of the ring on the left, and one's on the top rope of the ring on the right. Ortiz launches his chair at the back of Sean. Sean Spears, Sammy hits him with a massive Spanish fly. I thought it was really cool. The crowd started a huge AE dub, AE dub chant. I didn't realise how much I'd missed that chant, man. It was fucking just felt like oh, it just felt like normal life was coming back. I can't wait. Cash Wheeler's in next. Uh comes in for a save, but it's the sloppiest save ever. He runs in, he's like fucking whoa, 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 slipping all over the place. Runs, jumps off the top rope into a clothesline. But honestly, man, he was a fucking boss here from slipping and completely fucking up. He was, like, swinging his limbs about everywhere. I was just like, oh, God, here we go. He's going to do a fucking tight as well. And he slide through both rings. Um, the pinnacle was flinging Sammy Guevara around like a fucking used Johnny. He was just getting flung about like fuck. Um, then he had Santana in next. He starts clearing out a house. Uh, he gets flung against the cage, he slides down between the cage and the ring, and it looks like it's stuck there, it just doesn't look nice. It does not look fun at all. And they keep just fucking hitting him so he can't get out. But I'm sitting there thinking, like, they must have whispered to him, like, are you good, can you get out? And he's like, yeah, 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 I'm fine, you can just fucking sell it. So, at this point, we've got Dax Harwood, Cash Wheeler, Sammy Guevara, they're all bleeding, they've all bladed. Uh, Wardlow comes fucking in like the mountain. He comes in like fucking boom, boom, boom. Fucking three, five, four, thumb. You get three on one action. Actually, should I say one on three? Because fucking Wardlow starts kicking fuck out all the inner circle lads. And then you get Jake Hager. 
coming in for championships. And he's actually looking pretty good for a change. Um, you get a big boy showdown between him and Wardlow, and they both twat each other and rock at the same time. Silly shit, but you gotta love it. And then you've got MJF to chance of asshole. And the f- so loud, man, it's great. He hits everyone and then goes over to the ring, starts screaming at Jericho on the outside. Cash is bleeding fucking everywhere. Looks like someone out of a fucking Saw movie. The rings are covered in blood. It looks like a fucking UFC octagon. Uh, and then fucking Chris Jericho comes running in and the fucking bell goes. You know, like, fuck, this is just the start of the match. And they call it All Out Assault. And um, we get, you know, the typical West Side Story spot. you got the goodies on one side, you got the baddies on the other. Actually, you know what? It's not like West Side Story. It's more like a fucking school disco when you've got the fucking boys on one side and the girls on the other. Except from in this fucking scenario, they actually meet in the middle. So they come flying at each other, and then it just goes fucking batshit bonkers here, man. You got baseball bats flying about, you got fucking chair shots flying about, FTR bleeding all over the fucking floor. You've got the pinnacle start ripping the ring to bits, you got ropes getting pulled off, you got the canvas getting torn off, you got fucking turnbuckles getting taken off. Um, Santana and Ortiz and Sammy do like spiked pile drivers to FTR. But Sammy's jumping off the top rope of a ring that doesn't, that only has three fucking turnbuckles in it. So he just like, you, you can tell his feet go away from under him and he's like, oh fucking hell, that was close. Um, yeah, they end up like hanging Sean Spears upside down by his legs on one of the corners of the other ring that's not fucked. They hold a chair on his face and then Sammy does a coast to coast and it was fucking sick as tits. It was brilliant. Chris Jericho, he's got the turnbuckle, the actual fucking. You know the actual fucking piece of metal that they hold the turnbuckle pad on? He's holding that like a baseball bat and he's fucking whacking MGF with it. MGF is bladed now as well. He's bleeding like fuck everywhere. Who hasn't bladed at this point? Hager, Wardlow, and Jericho. The only three people who haven't bladed. Yet. So yeah. They end up doing this weird fork spot. I think it was a Santana pulls a fork out of his bag. Say his bag, it's not like he's carrying a fucking rucksack, but I, I just can't remember what he pulled out from his pocket. Fuck knows. Pulls a fork out, hits fucking MGF in the head with a fork. Um, stupid. Uh, the pinnacle are absolutely shagged. It's the inner circle's match to lose at this point. So you've got Wardlow getting battered by fucking everyone. He's putting up a good fight, he's fucking hitting back, but he's just getting overpowered. And then there's a few botchy Magoo moments here when he's fighting back. Wardlow picking up Hager, dropping him. Ooh, ropey. Picked him up, dropped him again. Ooh, pretty ropey. Put this to the fucking back burner. Tully Blanchard is on the outside. He batters the ref. Who must be made out of paper, man? Like, if fucking Tully Blanchard hits you, it's not going to hurt, is it? I mean, look at him. He's, the cunt's fucking 700 years old. So, yeah, he opens the door of the cage. So MJF scuttles out, comes flying up the cage like a fucking beetle. And he's on top and he just lies down to have a wee rest while he's bleeding all over the place. And uh, Jericho decides he's going to go get the cunt. And I'm like, holy fuck. Watching Jericho struggle to climb up the cage. It was the first time I've had that nervous excitement watching wrestling in years. And I was like on the edge of my seat going, oh my god, this could go so wrong. Like, fucking, please don't die, please don't die, please don't die. 
and he gets up on top of the cage, and that's when I realised, this is the structure thing I was going to mention earlier on, the fucking top of the cage is like Kennedy grating, it is like, solid, absolutely solid, and I'm like, that's good man, I really hate when it sags and it's like, that soft fencing that you get on the roof of like the WWE Hell in a Cells, so I was like, okay, this is good, this is safe, I like that, but still, it's Kennedy grating, you've stood on it Randy, I've stood on it, I know what it's like, it's no nice, fucking solid and jaggy, so anyway, Jericho puts fucking MJF in the walls on top of the cage, on this candy grate and pull them, I'm like, that looks fucking horrible, but at least the fucking roof is very secure, and then MJF kicks Jericho in the dick, and you spotted this mate, and I had to go back and rewatch it, but it's so obvious once you know, um, he kicks him in the dick, and you see Jericho falling forward, and then going into his fucking wristband, like his wrist uh, wraps, trying to get the blade out. And it's really obvious because he can't get it out. And then he blades. So now the only people who haven't bladed are Wardlow and Hager. The big boys, they didn't blade. So, uh, MJF puts uh, is it a fucking army? A fucking nose army? Fuck nose armbar on Chris Jericho? You know, like. Becky Lynch's armbar, basically. So, MJF hits Jericho with a diamond ring punch thing that he does. Threatens to throw him off the top of the cell. Sammy surrenders to save Chris and the pinnacle win. And I was like, the last fucking lackluster. Stupid. And I was pissed off because you got it right. <laughs> I'm like, fuck's sake, man. He's going to gloat about this for exactly 3 minutes, 22 seconds at the start of the podcast. Um, and then MJF fucking flung him off anyway. The fucking cunt. <laughs> and then he screams at him, Thank you! As he's lying there fucking dead. <laughs> and then MJF on top of the cage, covered in blood, looking like a fucking evil cunt. I fucking love him, mate. I, I, I really enjoyed that match. And, yeah, it was fucking awesome. It was awesome. MJF is the ultimate heel. What did you think, mate? Let's get all your thoughts. Well, I already said at the fucking start of the show that I called this match. But I'll run through some of the stuff that I really liked. Liked a lot of it other than the fucking end, to be fair. It was a <clears throat> shite way to end the match. But yeah. I had a funny feeling something dodgy was happening. What I liked about the match, loved the white on the pinnacle. Their white fucking gear. Loved the white suit on Tully. Yeah. Looked like an absolute angel. <laughs> loved the prison theme that... Inner circle were going with in their jumpsuits, Santana and Ortiz's face paint. Amazing. And I forgot <laughs> that the AEW cage is different. Like, obviously, it's got to be different compared to WWE. Mm-hmm. But is, is it taller? It looks taller. Yeah, I but think it so. just looks fucking cool. And I love it. And it was just a massive hell in a cell, wasn't it? Yeah. They'd done. They done the fucking match justice. I think so. Loved it. There was a lot of blading going on. Mm-hmm. Dax bladed. Sammy bladed. Jericho bladed. Sean Spears maybe bladed. I think a few of them. Well, they tried to say that some of them were busted open the hard way, but it takes a lot of fucking effort to bust somebody open the hard way. Yeah. Unless you're Brock Lesnar <laughs> and you just elbow shit out of Randy Orton's forehead until it starts flowing. Yeah, I know. I like that Sean Spears, the chairman of the Pinnacle, had his logo on the chair. That looked fucking really nice. Aye. 
the Spanish fly that Sammy Guevara done to Sean Spears between the two rings. That was cool. I know you're not mad for a Spanish fly, but I really liked that yeah, one. Yeah, I liked that one. The double ring, they tried to do too much with it. Everybody tried to like jump through one ring to the other, and I counted like three people tripping up over it. Mm-hmm. It was fun as fuck to watch. Yeah, but no. <laughs> less is more. Keep it simple. <laughs> then they ripped up the fucking ring on the left. Or is that the heel ring? <laughs> yeah, I think I'm calling that one the heel ring. They ripped that up to do fucking spike pile drivers on the bare canvas or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it just caused them more fucking grief than it was worth. Mm-hmm. That one spot looked cool, but then afterwards, whenever Wardlow was trying to fight off all the members of the inner circle himself, picking up Jake Hager as if he was nothing, he stumbled over the map because it was ripped up. There was just no space for them yeah. to move. Fucking idiots. Yeah, I think so. Idiots! <laughs> I made a note here, and they were getting everybody in the ring one at a time, as you do in this kind of match. And I was thinking, how cool would it be if, like, Jericho and Hager were the last two to go in on the inner circle and MGF was the last to go in on the pinnacle? But they're all just, like, outside the ring waiting their turn. Yeah, I know. During a war games, like, in NXT, you're locked in a cage mm-hmm. and the cage opens and then you run to the main cage. A cage within a cage. Cageception. <laughs> But in this one, they're just standing on the outside of the big cage yeah. by the ring. Jericho and Hager should have just went over there to MGF when he was the only one left Absolutely. outside. Beat shit out of him. Mm-hmm. Cuffed him to the fucking guardrail or something and then went into the match yep. with a 5-on-4 advantage. Yeah. That would have been cool. But the match wouldn't have started. So next time they do a blood and guts match, do that. Have the faces take advantage or nah. They won't. That would be a heel move, wouldn't it? They'll give the faces the advantage for blood and guts, so they've got the extra man. Yeah. And then at the end, two heels will team up on the face, handcuff them to the outside, yeah. and go into the match with a five-on-four advantage. Need to roll them in and we out. We know that they fucking listen to this podcast anyway because <laughs> they just absolutely booked the ending <laughs> word for word what I said last week. Yeah, they changed it because so you. So this is how they're going to do it for next year. And if I predict that right, I'm going to fucking start demanding a wage off of Tony Khan for writing this for him. <laughs> so eventually fucking MGF escapes the ring because Tully beats up the ref, takes a key, opens the cage door, MGF escapes to the top. Jericho follows him up after about five minutes because the cunt's over 50. <laughs> he needs to pace himself to get up the cage. MGF just flew up there and took a breather for like five minutes. Mm-hmm. I really like that. Jericho goes up, gets him in the walls of Jericho, MGF hits him with a fucking low blow, mm-hmm. and then as soon as Jericho goes down after that low blow, you see him fucking grabbing at his wrist tape to get the fucking blade yeah. so that he can cut himself. So next time anybody goes back to watch the Blood and Guts match, and I know we all will because that is one worth watching again, Yeah. no matter what the end was, but as soon as Jericho gets hit... Just watch him and you'll see him going for that blade. They don't try and cover it up in any sort of way. Especially since he's like on top of the cage. Everybody's watching him. There's no way to disguise that with cameras or anything. No. So he gets the blade to cut himself, obviously. MGF has his diamond ring. Mm-hmm. Punches him, bursts him open. 
then it gets the fucking bright idea of putting them off the side of the cage through mm-hmm. the entrance ramp. Yeah. Good call. Yep. And then Sammy says, oh no, sorry MJF, we surrender, please don't hurt Chris. <laughs> so, winners of the match, MJF with the pinnacle. But that's not enough for MJF, he wants to fucking do some damage. And he throws Jericho off the cell. And it just gave me flashbacks of the big fucking bump Rikishi took. Yes. Onto the flatbed truck with all the sawdust. <laughs> it was cool. Yeah. But it, again, this was the other one. It was um, as soon as Jericho went down, Santana was like straight over there doing the obvious tell to check that he was okay. And this is just where I'm being nitpicky. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the match. I liked a lot of it. It was just for like this point onwards, I felt as though it was a bit spoiled. Right. They showed the camera on Jericho straight away. Santana goes over. I'm not going to tell you what the check is, but you probably know what the check is. I'm not going to ruin it for anybody, but you're like, oh, so he's done that. Jericho's cool. And then they just like watch Jericho lying there for between three to five minutes. Mm-hmm. Medical personnel coming out, and Jericho's just like eyes open talking to him. Yeah, I'm fine. Fucking got to have a month or two off now. Let things build up. What they could have done was just like focus on MGF at the top of the cell for a while after they threw him off. Yeah. Just like watch him capture him, see if like he had a bit of remorse about throwing him off or if he was just a bit smug or arrogant about it. Like, hey, you fucking kicked me out of your group now, look at you, dick. Mm-hmm. But because they showed Jericho straight away, they showed everything, he's fine. It's good that he's fine, obviously, but let me fucking believe. Give me some of that magic camera shit and build me with suspense. But aye, fucking good match. Loved it all. And I think this is going to be Sammy Guevara. His fucking rise now. Jericho will be gone. Taking it easy, whatever. Doing a tour with Fozzie. Try to support Trump. Get him back into presidential chair. (laughs) <laughs> and Sammy Guevara's just got to be like big time face calling out MJF, working through the pinnacle going through Sean Spears maybe have a match with Wardlow but get absolutely pummeled and it, maybe even like six months down the line November time or something Sammy Guevara versus MJF in some sort of battle and then Jericho will be back big surprise return it'll be cool I like that Although I say all of that, Jericho will probably be fucking back at the end of the month at Double or Nothing for something mental. Because Double or Nothing is due to have a full-scale crowd again. Ooh. Which is cool. So I'm absolutely buzzing to be watching that because that is my first week back home. Sunday night, I'm staying up, I'm watching it live. But that's all I'm going to say for War Games. Loved a lot of it. <laughs> War Games. Wee bit disappointed at the end. Blood and guts. Definitely didn't spoil it for me. And this was on, like, Fight TV. This wasn't even, like, a pay-per-view match. This is the one you get for, like, five ninety nine a month or something. I know. Or wait until Sunday and catch it on the ITV player. If you're in the UK, you'll get it for fuck all. You'll get it for what your TV licence costs you. If you've not watched it, just go watch it. It's a terrific show. Yeah, it's awesome. And this is just AEW doing the good stuff, like... See every so often do it. They do a TV show specialty. The last one was the St Paddy's Day Bash, yep. and it was Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa in that street yeah, fight. That was sick. Like fucking come on, 
the lights out match. That's what it was, lights out match. AEW do these shows and they do them fucking fantastic. Yeah. So, if you like it, just go fucking buy the pay-per-view. They've earned it. They're going to put on a good show. Yeah. Just don't think about the fucking death match. <laughs> Never think about the death match again or the ending to the death match. Exploding barbed wire death match. Block that out. End with a Get the t-shirt. Well, the t-shirt's cool as fuck, but just block <laughs> out the end of the match. <laughs> okay, Mikey, I've done a lot of shit here now. Yeah. I'm finished. I'm done with my ranting. Let's go through next week. Yeah, I've already gave it. you mine. Rhyme off yours, and we'll see what we're saying. So, Young Bucks versus SEU tag titles. I've got SEU with dodgy interference from Moxley and Kingston. Who's your money on, mate? It's got to be the Young Bucks, man. I mean, this whole thing's been building up to SEU breaking up, and I think they've done this and it's run its course. Young Bucks. What well, the Young Bucks cheat to win? That's ultimate heel tactics. Cheat to win to break up SCU, fucking bastards. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm calling it. We're getting a fucking Johnny Cage punch to the dick of Christopher Daniels. We've got Miro and Darby Allen for the TNT title match. I think Miro's getting it. Do you think Miro will get it or will Darby Allen retain? Miro. Miro, hundred percent. Orange Cassidy versus Pack. I think it's going to be packed, but I need to take Orange Cassidy <laughs> just so I can hear yeah, where is you. my mind fuck twice you. in one night again. Are you taking pack, or do you think it could be Orange Cassidy after the build they've done this week with Kenny Omega? Nah, I'm, nah, I'm taking pack. Uh, you're taking Orange Cassidy because fuck you. you, you can't keep doing my picks for me. So I'm taking pack because I want it to be pack. I mean, I know they're doing the build right now, but I think you're right. I think it's going to be a big swerve, and it's going to be Pack, and we get the Orange Cassidy shit rather than the line, because Pack's going to lose against Kenny Omega. We've got a special title match. It's the IWGP US title: John Moxley versus Yuge Nagata. Mm-hmm. Yuge Nagata. Nagata. I absolutely murdered that like twice. <laughs> But I'm going to murder it for a third time because I think Yugi Nagata will win. And that's totally fucking me up for the tag match now because if he's fighting John Moxley, will John Moxley get involved for the tag match? Mm-hmm. Yes, he will. <laughs> and he'll lose this match. What okay. do you think? Who's going to win this match, mate? I think it's going to be Moxley. I think Moxley's going to retain. I mean, the guy's a legend, but... Th- I don't want to say this is a mid-card belt, but it's a fucking, it's a fucking mid-card belt. And I feel like they're going to give it to a young and upcoming kind of cunt. So, yeah, I think Mox is going to win and retain it. And that keeps him out of the Young Bucks shit. Other than the matches, we have Jade Cargill, who's just got an interview. I think there's going to be more of stuff about getting yeah. a manager. I think... They're going to tease us for mm-hmm. a while, and maybe like Mickey James or somebody is going to come oh, in to be our manager. And also, Cody Rhodes has a double or nothing announcement. He's a heel. It's, I think it could be him versus Anthony Ogogo, but Cody Rhodes being Cody Rhodes, he might make like a TNT title gauntlet match, 20 men, and he <laughs> will be entrant number 20. 
<coughs> and he plays by Cody Road rules where to beat Cody you need to get a five count for a pin Cody only needs to get a one count he has no <coughs> DQs no count outs and no fucks to give do you think there's going to be anything with Jade Cargill and Cody Rhodes stuff I like that call for Jade Cargill I hope Mickey James turns up because I love Mickey James um, no, I think Cody, the only way to beat Cody is um, he makes you go and get a tattoo on your neck of his logo and then lets you win. Um, I think Cody Rhodes is going to do another gender reveal, but it's not for the baby. It's a reveal of whether or not he's a fucking heel or a face. And they'll do like a big pop and there'll be a big explosion and then you'll walk out whichever tunnel it is. Nah, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be. I actually don't care. That's a little... I mean, I'm, that's actually how pissed off I am about QT Marshall getting beaten. I don't give a fuck. But, yeah. It's a fucking healer face reveal. That's what I'm saying. Okay, that's me for this week. <clears throat> I ranted my tits off a fair <laughs> bit. I apologise. Again, thank you, everyone tuning in for the show, supporting us mm-hmm. get in contact with us catch us on Twitter, catch us on Instagram go check out the website we'll get round to updating it yeah. we're busy, yeah. we work Busy people. support us, give us fucking hundreds of money so we don't need to work <laughs> we can just do this, shoot the shit <laughs> I would say buy some snack dragon duplex t-shirts but Kenny Omega's fucking <laughs> still bought the stock out because he just hits them for fun Anyway, thank you for listening. Take care. Speak to you soon. Mind what you're doing. Cheers, Mikey. Mm-hmm. Catch you later, Shaggers. Randy fell out. Randy fell out. Thanks very much, Randy. And uh, thanks, all you cunts at home. Good cunts, obviously. All of you. All of you. Very good cunts. Um, Yeah, another good episode. Another good episode in the bag. What a fucking show that was. Uh, yeah, catch us everywhere. We're on all the fucking social media shit, wherever you get podcasts, as you know. The website is snapdragonduplex.co.uk. You can get all the episodes there, download them, send them to your ma. We have a Gmail, snapdragonduplex at gmail.com. Send us your questions, send us your crack. Don't send us photos of your crack, um, we're not keen on that. But anything else, just send it our way. If it's good, even if it's not good, we'll probably mention it. We don't get much mail. Um, and don't forget, subscribe. We love you all. We really appreciate you. Thanks for the support. Thanks for the love. And we're sending it right back. Peace and love. Thanks very much. Mikey Mac out.